Welcome to Firearms Cafe. Here's your host, Tony Brown. Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. Today is Monday the 22nd of March, 2010. Obama's gonna lead them. We're gonna change it and rearrange it. We're gonna change the world. Just because you have an individual right does not mean that the state or local government can't constrain the exercise of that right. I agree with you. I wouldn't bring it up now. So you're going to hold off. That's correct. And you, and you pick the time and the place. No question about that. Second Amendment prohibits us from taking action. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude. For those of you guys that don't remember, that first part was a song. I think it was a, uh, a group of school children in California uh, that had done that. And I could be wrong on the state, and if I am... Uh, somebody can go ahead and write in and, and correct me on that. Let's go ahead and get our contact info out of the way. If you'd like to uh, contact me, feel free to do so at firearmscafe at gmail.com. If you'd like to send an MP3 to me, you can go ahead and record a message and, and do it that way. Also, don't forget I do have the voicemail. If you would like to call and leave a voicemail, uh, make a comment on the show or a suggestion, feel free to do that. You can do that at area code 206 Three three nine three two six six. Again, that number for the voicemail is area code two zero six three three nine three two six six. All right, let's go ahead and jump in uh, with both feet here into the show today. What I want to talk about today is one of the bills that's trying to get is is going through. I guess our legal system, our legislative system, right now. And that is constitutional carry. And in a nutshell, what that basically means is as long as you're not a, uh, what would be considered a prohibited possessor, that you can uh, carry a firearm concealed without a permit. That you, we would in effect go into more of a Alaska style type of uh, permit system. Uh, a lot of times people will say, oh, it's going to be the Vermont style and Alaska style. They'll lump those two in together, but realistically ours would be much more like an Alaska style because Alaska still has a permitting system, and the reason that they do it, and, there, and it would be the same reason that we in Arizona would would keep our permit, and I do think it's a good idea that we have uh, have the permits, is because it would allow us to go to other states that recognize and give us reciprocity for our permit so I could go up to Montana, I could go to New Mexico, I could go to Utah and or Florida, places like that, and my permit would be honored there. Now, of course, you still have to follow their local laws. Uh, we have restaurant carry here in Arizona that we recently got in Montana. You're not allowed to carry concealed in a restaurant uh, that serves uh, alcohol, so basically beer, wine, or hard liquor. Um, so when I, when we were up there, uh, not too long ago, 
we went up there on vacation and we went into a hamburger place and I noticed right as we were going to walk in that it was a, uh, that they had alcohol for sale there. So I went back and locked up the gun in the car. Um, cause I want to, again, I wanted to be law abiding. Uh, but needless to say, we didn't go back there. Um, but, uh, we did, we did in, in effect go in, uh, and just complying with the law. Now they didn't have a sign that posted that said no firearms or anything like that. Uh, and quite frankly, probably I could have gone in there with one on and, and even if the owner had seen it, they probably wouldn't have done anything. Uh, people up there are, and especially the small area, the small little town where we were at are are uh, very used to seeing firearms. In fact, in that small little town that where we were, there were probably about four, oh, I'd say at least four gun stores up there. So, and for the, for the amount of population that was up there, that's, uh, that's actually quite a bit. So anyway, let's get back to talking about constitutional carry. Now, I think it's a really good idea. Um, when you think about it, if, if we look at Arizona, Arizona has had open carry for years and years, and there's really never been any big problems with that. And it, it's one of those things that, again, when you divorce a little bit of emotion from it, when you think about it logically, you would say, well, it does. there are no requirements for me to, to wear a gun just out in the open in a holster what makes it that different from me covering it up with a t-shirt or a jacket? And when you really, really think about it, there's not a whole lot of difference there. And some people would say, well, you need to have training, you need to have this, you need to have that. And I agree that you should get training, but I do feel that it is up to the individual person to get that. Now remember, you don't have to have training, you don't have to have a, uh, at least a, down here in Arizona, you don't have to have a special permit to go in and purchase a gun. You wouldn't have to have any training. You wouldn't have to have a special permit to then go and put that gun in a holster, stick it on your hip, walk around outside with it. Uh, so again, I don't think that training should be made mandatory. I am in favor of it, and you, I think that you should get it and get it from a qualified instructor and a, and a good source. Uh, but it's up to you as an individual person. You know, we've, uh, and I've, I've talked about this stuff on other shows, but we've we've become so used to being regulated pretty much on everything that it, it's becoming foreign to us to have something that isn't totally regulated. And it, it goes back to some of the stuff I've talked about before to where if you want to have a lot of personal freedoms, you as the individual have to be willing to have a lot of personal responsibility, which means if you do something wrong, if you mess it up, you step up to the plate and you said, that's my bad. I'll take any consequence I got coming. So a long story short on that, I am in favor of constitutional carry. I think if it gets through all the House and the Senate and all the committees and all the stuff that it has to go through, I think we've got a really, really good chance of getting that signed into law uh, for us here in Arizona. If that is the case, man, it's, it's just a huge step forward for us. And again, if we go back and we compare it to getting concealed carry in some of the in some of the other states when 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 uh, I think Florida was one of the first ones uh, and again I could be messed up on, on my timelines as far as who got it first but if we look at it now you know there's there's concealed carry in tons and tons of areas but when it first started it was something that seemed real foreign and it's sort of going to be the same thing with a a constitutional type carry or a 
uh, you know, what you could call a permit-less type carry, uh, for concealed carry, excuse me, in that once we, were be able, once we were able to say, well, look at Vermont, look at Alaska, look at Arizona, and then hopefully it'll be something like, well, look at Utah, look at New Mexico, look at, you know, and again, as more and more states get this, and as basically nothing happens, as the world doesn't come to an end, as, as everybody isn't shot dead in the street, again, much like concealed carry, it'll go forward and it'll gain momentum. So hopefully, so if you guys uh, are out here in Arizona and you're listening to this and it isn't too late, if, if the decision hasn't kind of already gone through and it hasn't kind of already run its course, I would encourage you to call or email or write. I, I would probably say to either call or email your representatives, let them know that uh, you're in favor of constitutional carry and that you will uh, support them in, in further down the road. And uh, again, when I write these guys an email, a lot of times what I do, I'll reference other things that they voted on. And I think what that does is it sends them a couple of, of messages. Number one, it's sending them a message that I'm concerned about what's going on because I'm taking the time to contact them. But number two, when I reference things that they voted on in the past, it lets them know that I'm watching them. It lets them know that I pay attention to what they're doing and I understand, I know what their voting record is. Uh, again, if you guys live in Arizona, write in, call, uh, email, do what you can to help support this. I, I think in the long run, it'll be one of those things where uh, once it does pass, after two or three years goes by, and, and basically the four horsemen of the apocalypse don't ride down and smite us all down, it'll just be business as usual. People won't think about it. If you are a resident out here in Arizona, uh, please contact your elected officials and let them know. Also, I would say if you're not, uh, even if you're if you're not a resident here, start contacting your uh, elected officials on it. Start contacting your state and local rifle and pistol associations, and start floating the idea. Uh, and especially if it passes here, you can say, "Look, they've got it in Arizona. They've got it in Utah. They've got it in uh, Vermont, and they've got it in Alaska. And it's about time we get it too." Well, the other day I went out to the desert and I did some shooting. I wanted to break in a new purchase that I got. I recently b uh, bought a um, FNP 45. Uh, this is uh, FNH makes this gun. And it's their FNP 45, and uh, I have to say I really like this gun quite a bit. What I'm going to do uh, is I'll drop in a uh, quick MP3 that I did while I was out there shooting. I gave some impressions and things like that. So you may notice a little bit of a difference in the audio, excuse me, in the audio quality. So I'll go ahead and drop that in now. Hey guys, I'm out here in the desert and I'm at one of my spots where I like to go shooting. Now recently I purchased a new firearm and I got the FNP, or I guess it's called the FNH is the company. And then what they call the gun is the FNP 45. And uh, I'm just doing some real preliminary uh, shooting, just seeing how it, it, it feeds. I'm using Winchester White Box, uh, 185 grain, and it's a, a flat nose uh, jacketed bullet. Uh, pretty much I haven't had any issues. I did have one, um, maybe a failure to uh, feed 
on the very first shot and I was using that 15 round magazine and that may be something that um, it may have been just a little bit more uh, a little bit too much stress on there I think maybe with the 14 round magazine or if I had done uh, you know gone in there and then that because when I first did it it was a little hard to kind of get it to feed into there into that feed ramp so but it could be just their brand new magazines everything is new uh, and I do believe there is a little bit of a break in uh, with all guns you know it, it's uh, even with the Glocks and I'm a big Glock fan I like Glocks I have them and uh, like to shoot them uh, my impression so far I've shot uh, oh maybe about 20 rounds through I only had the one hiccup it uh, now the gun is a big full-size gun for you guys that don't know and I actually got the USG model so it's got the um, it comes with a 15 round everything on it is ambidextrous so it comes with two 14 round magazines and then it's also got one 15 round magazine and uh, the way that they get that 15 rounder in there is they uh, the bottom of your uh, magazine plate is kind of uh, rounded out on the bottom so it gives a little bit more room for that spring to compress and again we'll see how that 15 round magazine does over time and I'll see whether or not I'm gonna buy any more of those or just stick with the 14 rounders um, but impressions overall so far of shooting the gun because the gun is so big and is so heavy it really sits down really well if you know what I mean for doing your follow-up shot it's not very snappy at all it's really quite smooth um, overall my, my first impressions of the gun are I really like it I like uh, the fit of it in my hand for me the angle of it the, the width of the grip the trigger everything works for me and I know there's a lot of people out there that that say well you know it doesn't fit me or it doesn't feel right I know that um, my buddy Eric over at the handgun podcast he's not a real big fan of the FN pistols but they just don't fit him that well. He doesn't like the fit of them. For me, I really like the fit of them. Um, so what I'm going to do is go ahead and run a couple more magazines through. Uh, but overall, so far, my impressions are I really, I really like the gun. Uh, like I was saying before, everything on here, since it's the US, uh, USG model, this was what they submitted to uh, the government as their um, entry for a new pistol for a new service pistol when they were doing that so it is 45 with the 15 round magazines obviously you could get uh, in theory you could have 16 rounds so you could have one in the chamber and uh, your 15 round magazines um, the the, uh, the the handle the grip of it and again in my hand feels really good it's got ambidextrous um, what I would call more for them would be like your slide release or your slide catch. It's also got uh, ambidextrous um, decocker and safety. Now in the USG it actually comes with the safety. On other models you have it's just a decocker. Um, the decocker and safety sit toward the back. The side, slide, excuse me, slide release is more up front. Um, I actually got a flat dark earth model which I really like. Um, and uh, like I said I'll, I'll talk a little bit more maybe once I uh, blast off a couple more uh, magazines here and we'll come back and I'll do a quick report on it.
All right, that's all she wrote. All right, so hopefully that audio quality wasn't too too bad. Um, but I did wanted I, I did want to do something and give my impressions like right when I was shooting and right when I was out there. So uh, now I tell you, um, I actually shot a couple more magazines. Uh, through and man I just I really like that gun it's a really good fit for me kind of like I had said when I was out in the desert Uh, it's again it's not going to be a gun that's going to be for everybody Uh, it's going to be a gun that's going to be a little bit harder to conceal now I usually carry a full-size Glock a Glock 17 and the reality of it is it's not that much bigger it does weigh a little bit more but with a good uh, holster system, I should be able to uh, carry it concealed pretty well. Of course, I'm not going to do that until I've put probably, uh, at a minimum, a couple hundred rounds through it of just kind of the ball ammo of the full metal jacket stuff. Then I'll have to go through and do some stuff and see uh, of the defensive ammo, which I like, what it kind, of, what the gun kind of likes, I guess, you know, of, of the good brands that are out there. And then we'll go from there. Um, so if any of you guys or any of you 45 guys out there, if you have some recommendations on what you consider to be a real good uh, hollow point load for it, uh, write in and let me know. Or again, call in on the voicemail if you want to do that. Let me know um, you know, what you're carrying. Especially if you have a gun that was a little bit finicky and it was a 45 now and uh, let me know kind of what ammo worked for you so if you wanted to email me you can do that at firearmscafe at gmail.com probably the quickest and easiest thing to do would be just to drop me a voicemail and that would be again at area code 206-339-3266 and uh, that way what i can do is i can go ahead and play that on the show uh, for the next show um, so if you have a, a good combination that you really like, just let me know. All right, uh, let's see. Anything else about the gun? You know, I think what I'll, I may do over on the Armed Ape, maybe in the next couple of shows at my other podcast, which is uh, the Armed Ape, I may do a real in-depth review of the gun, go over pretty much everything having to do with fit and finish and all that stuff. But like I said, my initial impressions with it so far I really liked it, and I think the one um, failure to to feed or eject or that one little problem that I had uh, where it didn't sort of feed the next one in, it actually did eject it. Um, It just didn't feed the next round up. Again, sometimes I don't know maybe if that spring just needs to kind of loosen up a little bit on the magazine. Uh, I didn't have any problems, like I said, with the 14-rounders, only with the 15. Sometimes I think on those that... You can, yeah, that's the capacity of the gun and all that stuff. And I'll report back as I shoot more full magazines through it and as the gun kind of cycles through some more. Uh, But sometimes I think you have so much pressure when you've got that full magazine, a full 15 rounds in there, that sometimes you can get a little bit of a hiccup. But we'll see as time goes on. So let's get back to the constitutional carry thing. What I'd like to to get is to hear from you guys, um, either through email or voicemail, your opinions on that, whether you live in Arizona or not. Uh, but especially if you live in Arizona and you do carry concealed, do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a bad idea? And uh, like I said, once you send that stuff in to me, I can either read your email on the air or if you do, if you call the voicemail, you don't have to worry about doing an MP3. 
Um, the quality is actually quite good for the voicemail. So uh, let me know what you guys think about concealed carry. I'd be real curious to know. Um, also, if, uh, if there's any listeners out there from the Vermont area or from the Alaska area, let me know kind of what you think about us trying to get constitutional carry you know, here, so being able to, to carry concealed without a permit. Oh, also, um, getting back to that FNP 45, if there's anybody, any of you listeners out there that actually have that gun, uh, write in and let me know. I'd like to compare some notes and, and do uh, and do some stuff with you too, or you can leave a voicemail or do an MP3, and like I said, and if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and play it on the next show that we do. Uh, like I said, I really, I just, I really like that gun a lot. It's a really neat gun. Um, I like the, 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 actual grip of it is kind of like a has the ergonomics sort of of the um of the 1911s and uh, while i like those i like the 1911s you know what's funny about that is i had i had thought about getting one and i'd actually called up eric and talked to him for a little bit about kind of what he because i knew he he had at one time had carried a i think he carried a kimber uh, 1911 and uh, talked to him about some stuff and got some advice from him and was going back and forth and back and forth and I'd kind of thought well what I'd like to do is maybe get a series 70 Colt but of course and this would have been the government model so it would have been the full uh, five inch barrel and all that stuff and I didn't want the ambidextrous safety on there and I didn't want a lot of bells and whistles but of course what I found was it's awful hard to find a Colt at a good price. You're going to pay a premium price for that pony on there. And I also didn't like the fact that I was going to have the lower capacity, um, as, you know, as far as ammunition was concerned. So, like I said, I kind of went back and forth and back and forth. And then I stumbled across that FNP, the 45, and I thought, wow, that sort of has all the stuff I'm looking for. And I did a little bit of research online. And, you know, a lot of that stuff with the research online, you, you have to take kind of with a grain of salt because there's all, there's going to be people on there that are total fanboys and will never say that there's, they'll say, oh, there's nothing wrong with this gun. And then there's going to be the people on there that either they've had a bad experience with it or they didn't have realistic expectations for what the gun was designed to do so they'll say well i got the gun but it's too big to carry concealed for me you know i'm five foot one and i weigh 13 pounds and it it sticks out or it's too heavy blah 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 but so anyway again with the online stuff you kind of gotta take that stuff like, like i said with a grain of salt but um, I started doing lots of research and was looking at it, and it seemed more and more that that was the thing that I wanted. And at first, and then I kind of had to decide, well, I'll give it a try. And there wasn't a whole lot of reviews or a whole lot of information out there. And then I thought, oh, boy, is that, does that mean that this is maybe kind of a crummy gun um, or that there's a lot of problems with it? And, of course, by the time I started looking, I think the gun had been out for a couple of years, so I think... The guys at the at the uh, at the factory might have had a little bit of a chance to get some feedback and to fix some of the issues if they had any. Um, so I went down and I started actually looking for them, and I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one in forty-five. Now I could find an FNP pistol in nine and in forty, but I just couldn't. I couldn't find one in uh, forty-five. So what I did is I went to a couple gun stores that actually had the nines and the forties, and and I held them and uh, ended up really liking them. 
And the things that I liked about them were the uh, like the grip angle, how it felt in my hand. I actually liked the trigger pull, uh, the reset of it, everything. So I, I just really liked everything about the gun. Uh, but like I said, I think what I'll do is once I have a little bit more time on the gun and everything and uh, can actually uh, get some ammo somewhere and uh, be able to shoot a little bit more, I can find the ammo, but it's really expensive, so what I'm going to do is kind of wait. And You know, out here, most of the ammo um, is coming back, especially all the rifle cartridges, the .223, uh, 7.62 by 39, all that stuff back here you can get. And in fact, a lot of that stuff is starting to go on sale again, which you never saw before during the kind of the, I guess you'd call it the great ammo drought. Um, but... What I'm still not seeing in the stores very much is the um, the bulk packs of 9mm, 45, 380 is pretty much non-existent. Now, now, I will say this about the 380. I was at Dick's Sporting Goods store the other day, and they had no 9mm. They had no 45 ACP. They had, I think, a little bit of 40 but it wasn't the, the stuff you would buy for target practice. It was the uh, self-defense stuff. And they had actually um, two boxes of 380. And I think they were the UMC, uh, the stuff from Remington that's in the yellow box. And usually you can get, you know, oh, I think those were around a couple hundred rounds or so. But they were, um, it was $100 for those. And I thought, wow, that's that's a crazy price for that. And those were still sitting there, and I think that's probably wise because that price is so high. But I, I do think we're maybe through the uh, ammo ammo shortage. It's going to come back probably within about another six months. You'll be able to find just about whatever you want again on the shelves. Uh, oh, you know, another thing that is hard, kind of hard to find is the 22 long rifle. Now. I will say that I have found some at uh, Bass Pro Shop, and they actually, again, they had a bunch of boxes, and they had it on sale. It was on sale for, I think, $19, and that would be for, um, I think you got 525 rounds. So that stuff is coming back. It used to be, of course, you could never find it anywhere. And again, I think that we're going to see some of the prices maybe drop back down a little. Probably won't ever go back to what it was. But at that higher price, people, a lot of people who are kind of really stocking up got all their stuff already. So, and at that higher price that, that it's at now, I think other people kind of like me are going to say, well, I can wait a little bit and, or I can wait till a sale. So I'm starting to see some of that ammunition kind of start to sit on the shelf a little bit, which is good for us. You know, it's funny how things work sometimes. I, in the intro, I said that it was it was Monday and it's actually Thursday now, and uh, there's just been a whole lot of stuff going on, a lot of interruptions and things like that, and I haven't had time to actually come back and get the podcast out and do it like I wanted to do. And that stuff happens sometimes, just sort of the way it is. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on here in Arizona. We're trying to get constitutional carry, which I talked about earlier. Now that is looking like it may make some headway. And again, like I'd spoke of earlier, this is a really important thing. Not only for us in Arizona, but for the country as a whole. The more states that we have that uh, will follow suit, and hopefully this goes through, the more states that we can get to do this type of thing, the more it will catch on. So 
We've got it in Vermont. We've got it in Alaska. If we can get it here in Arizona, maybe Utah will follow next. Uh, I, I don't know. It just depends. Um, they're hard-fought battles. If it doesn't go through this time, it may go through next time. Um, and these are some of the things that can be kind of frustrating. And what I mean by that is it seems that oftentimes we're we're struggling to get just basic things back. And part of the reason is, is because we've lost so much. And so it seems that you, you never have time to really take a breath. And uh, that can be in and of itself sometimes frustrating. It can be sometimes a little... Oh, you can feel a little put upon because it seems like, look, I was just contacting these guys and I was just doing this stuff and now I need to do it all over again. And uh, it's frustrating from the point that you would like to think that they would, having heard your opinion on a lot of this stuff and the overwhelming opinion on some of the pro firearm stuff in the past, that they would not just go ahead and roll stuff through, but that a lot of these things wouldn't meet the type of opposition that they get. But, of course, they always do. So these are good object lessons in that, even though we do get a little frustrated with having to constantly call our elected officials and having to constantly fight for things, we always need to do that. Um, Again, any type of protection that we can get, anything that furthers the cause for us, help strengthen us long term and again not just for our individual states but as the nation as a whole okay guys today is actually sunday the 28th of march 2010 and hopefully by the end of the day i'll be able to go ahead and get this out to you there are some uh, very important pro rights things going on in arizona and there's going to be a uh, a Senate third vote on Monday, March the 29th. So if you can, and if you hear this show on Sunday, go ahead and uh, write your representatives, again, if you are from Arizona. And the, the, the three bills that we're going to be looking at is Senate Bill 1108, and that's what I was talking about before, which is a constitutional carry bill. And again, the concealed carry, uh, or the permit-less concealed carry, so you don't have to have a permit to... Uh, carry concealed again that's 1108 if we look at senate bill 1168 so 1168 that's our firearms preemption bill basically it strengthens uh, state firearm preemption laws Uh, does things like add firearm storage and accessories to the list of things that political subdivisions can't regulate Uh, it removes the prohibition from carrying a firearm in public parks without a concealed weapons permit so right now in your uh, let's say a city park you can't take a firearm in there open carry even though open carry is legal in the state you have to have the the signs when you go to a park say no firearms allowed with the exception of you know ars blah 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 Uh, and basically what that says is that you you can carry a firearm in there but it can't be open and you have to have a a concealed carry permit Uh, the last bill is house bill 2307 And that is the Arizona uh, version of the Firearms Freedom Act. And basically that is the deal where uh, it's strengthening states' rights, if you want to say rights, or powers, if you want to say that. It's it's basically just semantics, but it's under the 10th Amendment. And uh, basically it's telling the federal government, okay, hands off, especially uh, in in concerns to firearms. uh, I think Montana has it where it's, if you say that 
if a gun is made here, sold here, and sold to an Arizona state resident, and the gun is not going to go out of the state, it's not going to be sold, then the federal government doesn't have uh, any jurisdiction over it. So we'll see how that goes. I, Of the three, what I, I kind of expect all of them to pass. Um, once they actually pass, they'll go to the governor. She'll do one of two things. She'll either immediately sign them or she will uh, wait. She just won't sign them. And by her not vetoing them after a certain amount of time, and I can't remember the actual uh, number of days it is. I think it's 30 days, uh, but I could be wrong on that. Then they'll they'll go and they could be... Uh, turned into law if she doesn't sign them. So I would actually think that what she may do is she will probably uh, maybe sign in the Firearms Freedom Act, uh, maybe even the preemption stuff, and she may wait uh, as far as the constitutional carry thing. She may, you know, that may go the full 30 days or 90 days or however many days it's got to be. But anyway, uh, if you guys get this show prior to Monday or even on Monday, uh, if, if you're hearing this and you've got time, it's not too late. Uh, go ahead and call them up, uh, send them a quick email, and just you don't have to be real flowery. All you have to do really is just say, please support uh, the Senate, you know, S- Senate Bill 1108. Um, you can all, and I, what I would do is for each individual, each individual bill, whether it's a Senate bill or a House bill. Um, I would send an individual email for each one of those things. So I I wouldn't lump them all together in one thing. All right, well, I think we've had enough of the old jibber-jabber for one day. I will talk to you guys next time. Oh, the devil has given him superhuman strength.